And welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, my name is Chris Borda, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness. And today I have a very special guest. We're celebrating our 200th podcast. Imagine that 200 times it has something to actually say. It's, it's <laughs> over four years. It's like four years I've been doing this. I would never have thought. But Rachel, thanks for coming on board today. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Cosgrove, and I'm excited to be here to celebrate the 200 podcast. That's amazing, Chris. It is kind of amazing when you really think about yeah. it. Like I, I had 200 topics we talked about. So before yeah. we go any further, just so you know, the today's topic is we're going to give you the secret formula to boost your weight loss during metabolism. I mean, during menopause, pardon me. And for those of you who do you do not know Rachel. Rachel, just a quick while. Well, it's not really quick. It's kind of long if you remember the last time. She, for our dedicated listeners, you might remember that Rachel came on back way back in our eighth podcast to discuss the D2S or Drop2 Gene Size program. So just a little bit about Rachel, give you an idea if you don't know who she is. She's a 2012 Idea Personal Trainer of the Year. She's a co-owner and operates Results Fitness in Southern California for, I think, over 21 years now or 20, 22 years now, 22 years. I should, I'm always a year ahead of you. I should remember that. So <laughs> results fitness has been named one of the top gyms in the United States by men's health. I don't know how many times in a row, three, four times in a row, uh, women's best gym by women's health magazine, 2011. Rachel has a bachelor's degree in physiology from the University of California. She has multiple certifications. She is a strength conditioning coach with the National Strength Conditioning Association, International Society of Sports Nutrition, USA Weightlifting, Functional Movement Systems, Precision Nutrition, USA Weightlifting. You get the idea. Rachel knows <laughs> yeah, what she's talking about. <laughs> she's featured in many magazines. Uh, like if you don't know who Rachel is and you're in the health and fitness business, then you've been living under a rock. Well, thank you, Chris. That's quite the introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I just want to get the point across here that Rachel is someone that you want to listen to. And at the end, we want to get your uh, social media stuff in case somebody wants to start following you and listen to what you have to say. So, Okay. You know, we coach people over 40. My average age clientele is 40, 57 years old. I know you're coaching people over 40 years old. Um, and menopause and weight gain is a always on everyone's mind. And um, it's not something that they typically will discuss with me. I think it might be a male, female thing. So I thought having you on and um, having a female, you're not quite there yet, I don't think, um, <laughs> might be a little more credibility to what I ha what has to be said today. Um, I do know that women will complain about hot flashes in class and stuff like that. But before we really get into the hormones and nutrition and exercise, all this, I want to think about the place where they really need to start. I think they really need to start with their mindset, this mental hurdle, because at the middle age, they start to think about everything's working against them and they just can't make change. And they've tried all these things all these years. And if they don't have the right mindset, they're not going to be able to get it done. So do you find mindset to be the first hurdle someone needs to overcome in a situation like this? That's, that's huge, Chris. I think um, I am, so I'm 47. 
so I'm in, I'm not, you know, I'm not menopausal yet. And I haven't, oh. I don't think I'm in perimenopause yet, but, uh -huh. um, but I definitely have worked with a number of clients who have been through, you know, uh, perimenopause, menopause. And I think you're absolutely right. I think as we all age, I mean, all of us, right? Like as we start to, mm -hmm. you know, I start to approach 50, it's so easy to give in to, you know, oh, I'm just going, this is, you know, it's too late. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you know, gain weight. This is just how it's going to be. And your mind is so connected to your body. If you start to say those things, your body's listening. And so as soon as you start to give up or start to think, oh, it's too late, or, oh, I'm not going to be able to make any changes in the way that I feel or the way that I look, and uh, your body's going to go, oh, okay, you're right you're not, <laughs> you know, and you're going to start to, you know, ha have a harder time, right? Like we have to start with the mindset. So I love that you started first with the mind, because if you really, you know, decide in your mind that you're going to control the things that you can control, you know, we can't control everything. Yeah. Um, hormones are powerful and I'm sure we're going to get into that, but um, mm -hmm. you know, we can control our mind. We can control what our thoughts are. We can, you know, think about our thoughts. We can start to really, you know, look at, um, you know, making sure that we are ending the negative dialogue that we are saying to ourselves and starting to plant those positive seeds to be able to, um, you know, make this whole thing much easier. There's, there's so many hurdles that come with menopause. I'm not going to have to experience them other than living <laughs> with my wife. But you know, the lack of sleep, insomnia, hot flashes, cravings, you're tired, your yeah, lifestyle is changing like, a little bit, yeah, right? It's like so many things, yeah. It's, I mean, it's so many things. It's and enough to make anybody crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's enough to make anyone crazy. I, I got to say that. I can see, I can empathize with the women in here when, when they, when they get For the sure. hot flashes, when they talk about it, they're so tired and, because they're not sleeping at night. But there are some things that they can do about that. And, I, and, I, sure. and lifestyle things that you definitely can do about that. And, and mindset is really where we need to kind of start um, taking a look at that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, definitely knowing and meeting and hearing stories of other women that have um, been able to, mm -hmm. you know, go through perimenopause, menopause. And I think that helps your mind because you're like, okay, you know, it is possible for me to do some of the things, which I'm sure, you know, we're going to get into mm -hmm. that um, will make this you know, possible for me to, I, we've had so many clients that have reached their peak health and fitness in their fifties and sixties, you know, where they're in the, yeah. be, the best shape of their life. Like they, mm -hmm. you know, they're doing things they never thought they could do. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, just to, to really shift that mindset of like, what can I do rather than, you know, uh, giving into, oh, I'm just getting older and I'm going to be weak. I'm right. going to be frail. I'm going to, you know, gain weight. It's going to be harder. Like if you just start to say those things, then you're probably right. And, and that just leads to some really poor lifestyle choices. When you get sure. that mindset, you start to get depressed. You'll maybe start self-medicating. It's going to mm -hmm. really re worsen your sleep. Um, you're going to start even worse because you're going to think about eating. Like, okay, so what's the difference? I'm just going to gain this weight anyway. I'm going to gain the weight. So having the right mindset is where we really need to start. So once they've got it in their mind, all right, I can do this. I listened to Chris and Rachel. I know I can do some of these things. Where should they start? Like, where should they start the measurements from? Yeah, I, I mean, my, I always, my advice to my clients is they start, you know, start approaching their 40s and start mm -hmm. worrying about, um, you know, premenopause and, you know, maybe start noticing some hormone fluctuations. Mm -hmm. uh, one, I mean, see your doctor, like you should have a doctor mm -hmm. you trust, somebody that, you know, um, we're, we're not doctors. So, you know, you definitely mm -hmm. want to be working with uh, a doctor who can, you know, who can help you 
you know, figure out what's going to be best for you, whether, you know, you should go on some kind of hormone replacement therapy, or if that's something that's, you know, right for you and your body, but that's something you do want to discuss with your doctor. Um, But there are things that you can control. And, uh, you know, I always, you know, say to my clients, like, let's talk about what we can control, you know, and I think, um, you know, as far as measurement goes, like you said, what your question was, what should we measure? Yeah, right? what should they? How should they measure um, their their where their starting point and their progress as they've got the right mindset now? Now they want to take the journey of taking on trying to lose some weight, trying to transform their bodies again. Yeah, and I think one, you know, do not look at the scale, right? <laughs> um, I can tell you what not to do. Um, don't look at the scale because uh, you know our goal, especially at this time in your life, is to build muscle. And, and not even just muscle, we want to build bone too, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we have so many clients that as they start to strength train, you know, they've actually gone from being high risk for osteoporosis to mm-hmm. being no risk for osteoporosis. So you think about that, like if you're building bone and then if we're building muscle, right? So, we're, you know, we're getting stronger, we're increasing our metabolism, we're decreasing our risk of injuries, we're making our body, you know, more efficient and able to do things that it couldn't do before. That's all of that is what muscle will do. And so we want muscle, we want bone, we want to build. And so I think that shift in your mindset as well of, um, cause I think a lot of women do, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so shifting from that, you know, being less and instead starting to focus on, Hey, if I focus on building, if I focus on, mm-hmm. you know, gaining strength, if I focus on building muscle, um, and measuring how much strength have I gained? You know, Mm -hmm. am I able to do, you know, like do some base strength tests at the beginning and start to watch your progress as you're, you know, progressing and able to go from not being able to do a push-up to doing a push-up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, probably doing a body composition test where you can see that, yes, I am building muscle, my weight might not be changing because you might not lose weight through, you know, perimenopause, menopause, Mm -hmm. but as you start to build muscle, you know, if your weight's staying the same, or maybe it's going down some, uh, your body's going to change. And if you Mm -hmm. add strength training into that equation, um, that would be, I would say, what would be the most important measurement is, are you getting stronger? Are you getting fitter? Are you building muscle, you know, and are you really headed in the direction to, to be, you know, a healthier person, you know, through the next 10 years? Right, right. I think, I think your first point of staying off the scale is the number one thing. Stay off the scale. It's just like you say, no matter what that number says, it says fat, right? So you need to stay off the scale. And then if you have the ability to get body composition done, like at our facilities, we have an body scan, that's a great way to be able to measure whether what's happening is happening, what I want to have happen. I'm gaining some muscle, I'm losing some fat. But if you don't have those things, take a tape measure to your belly button, right to your hips, or find an article of clothing and put it on and say, hey, you know, this is how it feels. Maybe take a picture of yourself so that as you go through this process, it's not going to happen overnight, right? We didn't get out of shape overnight. We're not going to get in shape overnight. But as as you find yourself getting stronger, you're lifting some more weights, being more fit, that the clothes are going to start to fit better. So find yourself a starting point, whether it is an in-body composition test or an article of clothing or some kind of measurement or a picture, just find somewhere to start. Now, where, like, we pretty much know you got to have some kind of caloric deficit to make a change in um, in our fat, right? Hopefully, we're losing fat, not muscle. Right. Uh, where do you stand on calories? Do you think you should count them? Should we not count them? Mm-hmm. If we do count them, should where, how would you figure out, like, a, a target number to be at? Or do you believe in diet recall? Like, what do you, what do you, a little quick philosophy on that stuff? 
uh, calories count, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, scientifically, we do have to um, eat less than we're burning. And so if we're gaining fat, if we're, you know, if we're in a, where we're actually gaining fat, we're eating more calories than we're burning. Um, so we need to get that equation working properly. So adding mm-hmm. exercise in, you know, starting to build muscle, starting to get our metabolism up, that's going to be one way to burn more. Um, and then we do want to look at, you know, how much are we taking in? And I do think it's a good idea. I especially find, you know, as women are in, um, going through, you know, their 40s, 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. life can get more sedentary. And so it's really easy to be burning a lot less calories than you used mm-hmm. to. And maybe you're still eating the same that you were before. And so you think I'm getting older and it's getting harder, but actually <laughs> you're more sedentary, right? Like right. actually you're not exactly. moving as much. Exactly. Um, I know for me, like I was a coach on the floor coaching clients and like I was way active right in my 20s and 30s and then I started doing more business coaching and started you know more office work right and I think a lot of people go through that transition where they start to you know they get the the job that's you know maybe they've worked their way up their whole career to get to the job where they get to sit at the desk and now you know they're much less active and and they maybe you know lifestyle's different right like maybe they have the means to be able to enjoy fine dinners and wines mm-hmm. and travel and you know some of the things that they maybe didn't you know weren't able to when they were younger and so they want to enjoy those things and so it is a good idea at this point to take an assessment of where you're at you know as far mm-hmm. as your calories go mm-hmm. i i i'm not a huge believer in counting calories but i do think it's a it's a good way to just get an idea of what portion sizes are and what is does have high calories in it, what doesn't have high calories in it. Uh, we just went through um, the last three episodes of uh, reviewing the book, um, Next Level Metabolism, and how the point has come across of neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis, how we get a little bit older and now we're sitting around, like even myself, I'm, I wasn't coaching, I was sitting in the office and I, and I kind of plateaued and I was on I was on a path of losing some fat and it's because I wasn't out walking around as much anymore. So it's, sure. you, can, you can say you go to the gym and exercise, right? And you, maybe you're there for 30 minutes or half an hour or an hour, but then you'll sit on your butt the rest of the day. Right. It's not going to work. You got, you yeah. got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. And, and yeah. I, I think, I think counting your calories, doing some diet recall, all just gives you some kind of awareness of what's going right. on. Without and that's all it is. It's, you know, treat it like it's like a science experiment, right? Like we got mm-hmm. like tracking is just, okay, what am I doing to know, you know, like if eating this and doing this activity is getting mm-hmm. me to this where I'm at right now, like it's an equation, right? This right. plus this equals this. And I want to change the result, then I need yeah. to, you know, do something different here, right? Like I either need to move more or I need to take a look at my nutrition and a lot of the nutrition, like you said, whether you need to track calories, you may just need to make one small change, right? Like it may be just, we need to cut our portions back a little bit, or maybe we need to just bump up our protein and eat a little less sugar. Or for a lot of us, we know, you know, what the thing is, we probably need to change, right? Like a lot of us have that, you know, like, oh, I probably need to stop having dessert every night or I need to stop snacking, you know? Um, So you know what that is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we start working with a client, um, we'll, if they really want some type of meal planning, we'll, we'll give them some real guidelines, the journal that we use. But oftentimes it'll be like, okay, you kind of have an idea what you should be doing or not doing. Let's make sure that we're getting enough sleep when we're not stressing out because we'll talk about that stuff in a minute. Let's make sure we're drinking enough water and let's make sure we're getting enough protein. 
because we just find that some people just do not take in enough protein to maintain that muscle mass that we want to keep. That we yeah, for sure. Keep. That And that could be one of the first things they track is how many grams of protein are they getting? Right. And a lot of times we'll recommend that for our clients is, you know, all right, well, let's first, instead of looking at calories, let's look at how many grams of protein are you taking in? Because right away, if they start eating more protein, they'll start eating less of the things that, you know, they, that might right. be causing them to gain right. weight. So that is a good place to start is start looking at, okay, let me make sure I'm getting 30 grams of protein at every meal, you know, mm -hmm. um, and what does 30 grams of protein look like? Okay. Well, maybe let me make sure that I'm taking in protein. That's about the size of my hand or, you know, so, um, they have an idea of tracking whether that's, you know, looking at every morsel of food you put in your body and measuring and getting, mm -hmm. you know, obsessive about it, or, you know, starting to really look at, um, something, right. Starting to track something. And I think it is important to track something. Um, and right. if you're not seeing the results that you want, because if, you're not tracking, then, you know, what gets measured gets managed, right? So mm -hmm. if you're not tracking, how are you going to change it? How are you going to know what's right. going to work to be able to get you to where you want to be? Well, let's turn our attention to hormones now a little bit. So can you explain oh, to boy. people so they <laughs> understand what, I mean, what, what, what are hormones? What's their purpose? Okay. Well, what's their purpose? That's a big question, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so hormones are really like our body's way of, uh, you know, our body always wants to, to maintain homeostasis, right? Our body right. actually wants to stay mm -hmm. the same. And so I think, you know, hormones are a messenger really in our body telling our body, you know, um, like, you know, what to do. And it's a cascade of like hormones. I mean, there's, you know, all kinds of hormones. Like we don't even right. know all the hormones right. um, that, I mean, they're even now starting to call vitamin D a hormone, right? So it's like yeah. the science of hormones is, you know, I think they're still uncovering the power of our hormones and, and right. hormones are powerful. Um, the cool part is we do have control over some of our hormones. I mean, things mm -hmm. like insulin, right? So um, insulin goes up when we eat sugar and, you know, insulin tells our body to store. And so if we are trying to lose fat, you know, we want to try to keep our blood sugar stable so we don't have these big fluctuations of mm -hmm. insulin telling our body store fat, right? Um, so that's one hormone, right? And, and a lot of people don't realize that that hormone is then connected to, you know, other hormones. So if you're, you know, if you're having these fluctuations of insulin, um, it could end up making, you know, your, um, you know, how, how, when you're going through perimenopause and menopause, some of the hormones that maybe we don't have as much control over, you know, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, um, those hormones are going to be affected by hormones like insulin or like cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So if cortisol's up, you know, that's going to tell our body again, like we're in a panic state and we need, you know, there's been shown in the research that if your cortisol is high, you're going to gain fat on your belly. And that's actually where, you know, as women go through perimenopause and menopause, a lot of women end up with you know, the fat that they do gain, if they gain fat, tends to be on their belly. And I think it's a lot stress related, right? Like, right. Um, if the cortisol is high, they're going to end up with, um, you know, all of the effects from that. So mm -hmm. two easy things to, you know, ha manage your hormones are going to be like, you know, for eating protein with every meal and keeping our blood mm -hmm. sugar nice and stable. And then if we're doing something to bring our cortisol levels down and de-stress, right. um, and those two simple hormones can then, you know, that'll keep them from, you know, bouncing off of, I kind of think of it as like, I just think of hormones are like this crazy mm -hmm. thing that's bouncing all around our body and yeah. telling everything. <laughs> we got to like, mm -hmm. like do what we can to keep everything stable. Right. So, um, 
So if that makes sense, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always like to try to use the analogy, like uh, hormones are like the message that the body wants to do. The body always wants to stay in, in type of homeostasis or, or state. Right. And when it gets it, when it gets stressed or, or there's some kind of imbalance, it sends off these hormones to tell the body to do what it's supposed to do. And when right. it gets there, it's like at a castle. It knocks on the door, open the moat, and then it lets itself in, and then the hormones do what they're supposed to do. So in the case of insulin, right, if we're insulin resistant, knocking on the door, the door's not going to get open because the body can't hear that. So it can't hear that that it wants to do what it's supposed to do with the insulin, get the blood sugar out of the stream. And the, and the hormones are really like a symphony, right? And right. It, they're playing some music. And one thing gets out of key, body's going to send the <laughs> hormone to get it back into where it's supposed to be. So right. like in your example with, with, um, with cortisol. So yeah. if cortisol stays high, right? We know that from stress, next thing you know, our leptin levels are going to decrease. Mm -hmm. Okay. When, and leptin is an appetite suppressant. So now mm -hmm. we have this stress, cortisol high. We no longer have the leptin. It's not suppressing our appetites. What happens? We get hungrier and we gain the weight. And if you have cortisol and high leptin, I mean, and, and you have that for a long time, eventually become leptin resistant, just like you could become insulin resistant and things like that. So yeah, that's how I always look at it. It's kind of like as a symphony. The body's just trying to keep everything going the way it's supposed to be going. In. Like and when that. it's out of whack, yeah. it gets, gets way out of whack. So as we take a look at what's happening to the body, as we come up onto um, menopause, we have pre-menopause and we have menopause and then we have post-menopause. Most women are familiar with the term estrogen and pressed progesterone and testosterone. But if, as we lose, if I'm correct, in premenopause, estrogen kind of takes over a little bit more than it's supposed to. We have a decrease in progesterone. So estrogen takes over longer than it's supposed to. So what happens in the body if we have like too much estrogen like that? What's, what's it going to cause us to do? Uh, store fat. Store fat, right. I mean, yeah, that's one of the main things that everyone's Big avoiding. <laughs> and, and it helps prevent bone loss and bone fractures. So yeah. what, what can we do to slow that loss or keep estrogen in line a little bit? Uh, so strength training is going to be the main exactly. key for that. Key. Yeah. So when we do strength training, it's going to, we already talked about it, improving our body composition, right? Way back in the beginning. Yep. And it's going to keep estrogen in line. But then when we get to menopause and post-menopause, we no longer have estrogen, right? Or we don't have as much estrogen. As much, right. As much. So what can we do about that? How can we build more estrogen? You're quizzing exactly. me. I don't know all of this. Yes, I'm just not like... These <laughs> 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 are hard questions. <laughs> no, I, I have some hard questions. Today. So I, I, strength training, again... It's going to be... 
it's going to increase estrogen as we get older, when we get through menopause, right? And so strength training is a key to so many things. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, strength training is going to be the answer to anti-aging, right? Like that's, that's mm-hmm. the answer to um, building the muscle, building the strength, keeping mm-hmm. our hormones stable. And I think there has been a lot of research as far as, um, you know, strength training to make, keep those hormones in balance and keep them mm-hmm. stable. And um, so, you know, when we lift weight and testosterone, like, you know, which um, women need testosterone and, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's one of the big ones that does decrease that um, I know has definitely been uh, directly related to strength training along with growth hormone as well, um, which growth hormone helps us to drop body fat, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think, you know, for like, I think for a lot of women, I, I remember when I did my first book, I was at a, um, I was in Ro- at Rodale doing the photo shoot, and uh, they talked about how um, Prevention Magazine was always looking for pictures of women walking, and that was mm-hmm. like, because that was what they thought, you know, extra women did once, you know, right. you were in your, right. you know, fifties or sixties, you walked, like that was your exercise. Um, and so I think, you know, uh, it just I always think of women walking, like, and so really shifting that from, you know, women like women making walking as their priority exercise. And yes, we do need to be active and we need to get our mm-hmm. steps in and we need to make sure mm-hmm. we not are, aren't sedentary, but shifting your priority for your workouts, like looking at your week and going, okay, yes, you know, I'm going to be active. I'm going to get my steps in, but when am I strength training? Like where, you know, where, where's strength training going to fit in? Cause that's going to be my number one priority to really being able to get through perimenopause and menopause feeling the way I want to feel and keeping my hormones stable and, you know, being strong and, you know, actually getting to where you're actually, you're, you're reaching your peak health and fitness, you know, through what most people end up giving up during. Right. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like strength training is like this, you know, secret that I think a lot of women don't make their priority because they Mm -hmm. think, you know, I think a lot of women need help, right? They need a coach. They need someone yeah. like you, Chris. They need someone like our, right. you know, our gym, right? To help them with right. it. Because right. um, it is the secret to, you know, staying young and, and really maintaining those hormones. I think strength training along with um, nutrition, you know, and, and stress. Like if you get your blood sugar stable with your nutrition and you manage your stress, you're going to end mm-hmm. up getting through perimenopause and menopause feeling like from what I've seen from my clients and that's, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I definitely, as I'm approaching, I'm like, okay, do what, you know, it's gotta work. <laughs> um, it's gotta be a priority. Right. So that's the key. Yeah. I think uh, I'm always surprised when, when we, I talk to a client and I say, you know, what do you like? What do you like most? What do you like? Do you like metabolic workouts you like strength training they almost always say they like the strength training they like the feeling of that of feeling strong they like the feeling of feeling tight again and they like they like what it does to their bodies and they feel so empowered that they can do this they can do some kind of strength training right yeah yeah well for a lot of women i mean especially you know the demographic that are right now you know turning 40s 50s 60s we grew up with um you know like you can't do a push up, do a girl push up. Mm. You know, you can't, you know, lift too heavy, you're gonna hurt yourself. You know, you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't. Like you can't do a pull up, you know, just hang from the bar and do the girl version. You know, yeah. so we grew up with this like, you know, mental dialogue of, you know, like you can't do that. 
can't, can't, can't. So when you start to flip that, I mean, we go back to mindset of what we've started this conversation as um, and start to go, wait, what can I do? You know, like who cares that I'm, you know, 47 years old. I just, I mean, I've in the last couple of years have learned how to do monkey bars and climb a rope. Like I've like done things that I've never done before in my life. Right. Like don't, don't think you can't learn new skills or, you know, get stronger or lift more weight or learn how to do a push up for the first time in your life. Like, um, you know, all of the, the things you've been told all your life, uh, you know, can't, can't, can't shift that to what can I do? And you're going to be right. surprised at how much you can do and how much as you do shift that mind and start to look for what can I do? It's going to help you to, you know, keep progressing your health and fitness as you get older. I, you know, the, not the, like the generation that we coach, not over 40, but the 56 years old, Back in the seventies, it was just so much was just aerobics. Do aerobics. Do yep. aerobics. Do aerobics. Mm-hmm. Don't pick up weights. Do aerobics. Make light weights. I mean aerobics, aerobics, and that just destroyed our bodies, right? Because <laughs> we lost. Yeah, and our, especially now, back. like when that's like if yeah, if you're yeah. doing that into your you know yeah. for, 50, 40s and fifties, you're gonna be like losing bone mass, losing muscle, you know, really setting yourself up to like make this very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Make it difficult. And and strength training has such a powerful effect, positive effect on all of these hormones that we just discussed. There's a positive effect on estrogen and testosterone and leptin and cortisol. So strength training, obviously I wrote a book about it. I think that's, (laughs) I, I think that is one of the biggest keys to getting through menopause and living a longer, healthier life. I mean, if you're going to do something, you need to lift weights. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Well, we think about like, you know, as we age, one of the main things that happens as we age is we atrophy, we lose muscle. We, you know, our bodies get weaker and Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to happen. Like, you know, that, that doesn't have to happen at all. Um, we have control over being able, you can gain strength right into your eighties, nineties. Like, you know, people have gained strength, you know, it's just, you got to make a concerted effort to do that. Um, so I think, yeah, if, if people start to realize what is possible and that you can, and you, and that you won't hurt yourself. I think a lot of people are afraid, you know, Oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to hurt myself. Um, if you work with a coach who knows what they're doing and who knows, you know, how to, to start you at a place that is going to be safe for you and that is going to progress you slowly over time, you're only going to see, you know, progress and, you know, improvements in your strength and your fitness and your health. Um, so, you know, definitely work with an expert, you know, I think that's really important to, uh, to not try to do it on your own. Yeah. If, if someone had, um, one day a week to exercise, what would you tell them to do? Strength train. Yeah. Full body strength training program. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, two days a week, I'd still say full body strength training program. I mean, really Mm -hmm. probably three days a week, you know, Mm -hmm. it would still be, um, you know, full body strength training program because you're going to get the cardiovascular benefits from that. I mean, especially if it's a full body circuit train where you're, you know, Mm -hmm. circuit training and you're your heart rate's going up. Like you're not, not getting the cardiovascular benefit. Plus you're getting the muscle built. Plus Mm -hmm. you're, you know, getting all of the benefits of strength training. So, you know, two to three days a week. And if you're recovering from that, like that is the key with strength training is that you do need to have that recovery, uh, you know, to really make sure that you're rebuilding. Cause if you're not, you know, rebuilding, 
then you know that we, we always say you get your results from the recovery not from the workout itself right. so you got to make sure you know you do have that time to recover repair your muscles rebuild and then you know you're ready to go again so um yeah and i think you know you can do endurance and you can include that i love i'm an endurance athlete i love going for a run or a bike ride uh, you know, that's part of my regimen is I, you know, because I love it for my mind and I just, you know, it's part of what I enjoy. Um, I don't necessarily do it because it's, I know, you know, I know that I'm getting my biggest bang for my buck in the gym, lifting weights. Uh, that's where I'm, you know, I more do it because I enjoy it, you know? I, I think so many people, there's a lot of people that aren't exercising, right? Mm -hmm. And they're afraid of getting hurt. They don't know where to start. I'm I'm just a huge proponent of, you know, we have an accountant to do our accounting, right? We have a lawyer to take care of our lawyer things, right? Yeah. We're always paying people to cook our food, right? Going to restaurants. Yeah. You you need to have a coach. You're you're yeah. in a part of life that that's going to set you up for the rest of life. Yeah. You know, 20s and your 30s, your body's just started to deteriorate a little bit. But when you start to hit 45, 50 years old, it starts to accelerate. And if you think about what you did or what you think you did when you were in your 20s, it's not the same thing. It's, right. We change the, the industry's changed a lot, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you're different. Your body's different. And everyone yeah. is different. And what everyone is dealing with is different. And everyone's metabolism is different. And so everyone's program should be different. So to just, to just, pick up a book or watch YouTube or something like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? No. And I think it's a good point of, you know, I think a lot of people do have this, I'll just do what I did before. Or like, I want to be where I was when I was in my thirties or, you know, yeah. but like you're, you're a different body, you know, um, start yeah. from where you're at right now and mm -hmm. move forward from there. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, like you may have had, surgeries you may have mm -hmm. you know had um you know your body's different like you're you're definitely in a different you know place so um give yourself grace you know that if you're not where you were when you're in your 20s and 30s that's okay you know it's and don't put that pressure on yourself right. um instead just start from where you are and start to make progress moving forward and yes work with an expert because if like you said it's like the one thing their body like your body is one of the most important things right. that you have right like this is what we got to live in for the rest of our life and if we don't get a trusted expert who we know you know knows what they're doing and knows they can help us to, to um, do a program that's been designed scientifically customized for for you uh, you know you're gonna like you're gonna be much more likely to have that success of progressing and building that strength and being able to get as you get older you know really get stronger and get fitter and um, and I think all of us want that we all want independence as we age too and you know I think like if we don't start getting strong now if we don't start on this path, you know, it, like people who, who end up not, you know, hiring the coach and not, you know, starting the strength training program and then start, you know, feeling worse and worse and worse. It's hard then to try to undo. I mean, we know, you know, all of us, you know, that own gyms, like we see people come in that, um, that are in their sixties or, you know, that are realizing like, oh my gosh, my knees hurt. I can't get up anymore. I can't go up the stairs as easy. I can't mm -hmm. lift my grandkid up. I can't. Right. And like, 
and now we got to try to rebuild that. But if you actually get this information at a point mm -hmm. where, you know, you start now, whatever, wherever you're at, start today. Right. Like it's going to be easier to start today than it is, you know, to wait another 10 years or another 20 years. So yeah. um, today's the day. And, and there's definitely like, you know, um, the longer you strength training, mm -hmm. the benefits accumulate. So yeah. the, the sooner you start, and the sooner you start properly with a coach who's, you know, giving you a program that, that's, you know, designed for you, um, you're then, it's like an investment. It's like putting, you know, it's like when people talk about, you know, it's play the long game, right? It's the same yeah. with your health and fitness. Like we got to yeah. play the long game. Um, I think we all have that, you know, mentality right now, right? We all got to play the yeah. long game. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's the same with our bodies. Like, you know, don't think of it as this short-term quick fix. I got to get back to what I was in my thirties. Like think of it as I'm starting now and I'm going to play this, you know, long game to get my body healthier and fitter and stronger and able to keep doing the things that I want to do and be able to, you know, hang out with my family and go on trips and like enjoy life. Like that's what, you know, that's what fitness is all about. And I think um, that kind of brings me to your mindset thing. Like if you're not motivated to do it, then start to think about, what, you know, what are you going to miss out on? Like, mm -hmm. what things are you not going to be able to do if you don't start now? Mm -hmm. You know, if you keep heading down the path of getting weaker and, you know, and you give in to it's too late and, you know, I'm just going to gain weight and feel worse and worse. Like, you're not going to be able to enjoy the things in life down the road that you might want to enjoy. So I think it is yeah. important to kind of sit down and really... Mm -hmm sit with that like okay if i stay on the path i'm on you know what am i gonna miss out on yeah, yeah. and if i yeah. you know right now make a change if i right now hire the coach mm -hmm. if i right now do my first workout if i right now take the advice of chris and rachel and i get started where are we going like what's you know what you know and where do i want to like where do you want to go you know because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. up to you I, I like the idea of building. You build on something because it does not going to happen overnight. Like right. you don't, I always, I always give this example. You don't start on the first rung of the ladder and go to the 12th rung. You got to go each rung of the ladder. When we start to read, we read the first grade and then the second grade. We don't go from the second grade to the 12th grade. You got to go through those different paths. You got to take the path and, and it builds. Strength training builds. We, what we do today then you build on whatever you do the next time and the next time and the next time and the next time. So it's, it's a process like anything else and you, but you got to get started. You just right. got to get started. Right. You got to yeah. get started doing something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, if people start to, you know, embrace strength training and start to realize mm -hmm. what they can do, it's, it's magical. It's pretty cool stuff. Right. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> it's always, it's always a lot of fun to watch people, lift a weight that they, they never thought they were able going to be able to lift or do a movement that they didn't think they were going to be able to move. Or they come in and they tell me a story about how they, they helped their friend move and they weren't sore the next day. And they were able to move these boxes or they we just had a woman go hiking. I don't know, she was in Colorado and she felt like she was going to fall behind with, with her son and her husband, because they're very fit. So she came on board with us six months later, she went on the hike. She just had a fantastic time because she was able to enjoy it. She was able to keep up. She was able to do what she was supposed to do. And that, that doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, right? You got to get started. Yeah. You have to yeah started. And, and it also like, you know, because we're talking about menopause and perimenopause, yeah. you might have, you know, 
a week where you are having a lot of symptoms and mm-hmm. you know you didn't sleep well and you had hot flashes and mm-hmm. like you feel like you're not making progress or you know and it's easy to give up during those times and yeah. so just keep in mind you're riding it out you know you're gonna ride it out because mm-hmm. there will be you know days or weeks when you're just like Ugh, you know this isn't working or you know yeah. i'm i just don't feel good and so just uh you know if you f- focus on the long term and you start to mm-hmm. commit to yourself you're going to stay committed you know no matter what that'll help you get through those times if you are you know not feeling good because there, there might be times when you don't feel good yeah i always like to like in the first one or two sessions when i'm working with a client i always ask them to try to remember take a note somewhere of where you're at today what we were able to do today and i had this one woman um i call her hollywood now <laughs> because she's been on the podcast a few times her very first day, she stepped off the step, one step down, and fell on the ground. Her leg was so weak. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This woman is never coming back. Right. right? <laughs> so so mad at herself that she let her body get so deconditioned that she could not step down and accept those forces, the deceleration forces. Now she goes around like crazy. I mean, she's exercising like crazy. And, and Yeah. And doing great things. So just always remember where you were that those first days. If you if you're not working with Rachel and I, you're somewhere else in this country and you're doing some stuff, just make a little note of where you are. And a month later, just see the difference in how you feel and how you move. And two months, six months down the road. And when you have those tough days like you're talking about, because we all have them, even if we're not in menopause, right. we all have a tough day where we just don't feel like we're there. Just remember what we were like because we made progress. We made some changes. And uh, yeah. that's it. consistency, consistency. Yeah. It's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. So I appreciate all your knowledge today, Rachel. You gave us some well, good stuff. Thank to think you about. for having me. Yeah. I, you know, this is definitely a fun topic and it's something, yeah. um, I mean, like I was just thinking about a story of a, one of our clients. Yeah. She, um, she's joined, she's probably, it's been probably 15 years. She's been a member of our gym. And I know like you, you have clients that you've seen actually go from, you know, maybe in their forties to their sixties. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, She's now 67. And the other day we were all finishing up class and she had just done some kettlebell swings and she just reached down Mm -hmm. and touched her toes. And she said, you know, this is my childhood. Like, because I didn't have a childhood, I didn't realize I could be active when I was young and I was never encouraged to be active. And so she gave this whole speech about how like, now I get to be a kid. I get to touch my toes. I get to, you know, she hikes mountains. Like that's her thing. She, her and her husband go and hike all these mountains. And so Mm -hmm. like, she's like, this is her childhood at 67 years old. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, huh, there, there you go. You know, like, like, it's not too late, you know, here she is having her childhood because now she actually mm-hmm. can do all of the things that mm-hmm. she wasn't able to do before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's what you and I want for everybody, right? We want Absolutely. that. That, that's why uh, we're in the business. Feeling. Yeah. Like, that's why we're in the, that's why we do what we do. Right. Yep. It's great. So, um, I, I don't have anything else. To, do you have any other thoughts? I mean, you gave us some great thoughts. Let's get our mindsets in place. Let's do some strength training. And let's get started today. You're going to take three yeah. points out today. I think those are, um, yeah, I think, training. you yeah, know, it comes it. down to like control what you can, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can't control everything. And, you know, yes, you know, depending on your body, your hormones mm-hmm. may end up 
not playing the symphony you want them to play. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the same time, just ask yourself, what can I control? I always ask that about, you know, it's always my like go-to when I'm stressed mm-hmm. out, overwhelmed, anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what can I control today? Like, what is the thing I can do today? And, you know, the thing I can control is I can hire the coach. I can go make myself a healthy meal. I can, exactly. you know, do a workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these are the things like that we can, we have control over. And mm-hmm. so even if you don't feel like it, even if you're like, you know, I'm tired, I don't have the energy, I didn't sleep good last night, I'm having hot flashes, um, pick one of those things and and do it, you know, just start getting the momentum going. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people wait to feel motivated and mm-hmm. action is what gives you motivation. Exactly. So take that action, you know, call the coach, do the workout, mm-hmm. eat something healthy, do some stress relief. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you'll start to then, you know, once you have that action happening and realize, oh, I'm doing it, you'll tend to feel like more motivated to start thinking right. about doing more. So I hope this has helped mm-hmm. those of you listening. And thank you for having me, Chris. Well, thank you, Rachel. Celebrating our 200th podcast. It's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, Yeah, it's so awesome. I mean, you've helped so many people over these Mm -hmm. 200 podcasts with all the information you've shared and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, bringing on different people. And it's just awesome what you're doing. So congratulations. You should be proud. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I want to thank everyone for listening to what we have today, what we said today. Uh, Rachel, could you um, give us how, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or follow you sure. all that yeah i'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm real active on instagram so if you yeah. jump on uh, it's rachel cosgrove dot co so r-a-c-h-e-l-c-o-s-g-r-o-v-e dot co so if you jump on my instagram and follow me there that's probably mm-hmm. the easiest way to get a hold of me um yeah and then we'll um we'll go from there go from there all right awesome well thanks everyone for watching and and participating in our celebration and you can look for us next tuesday for more insight on how to get fit feel younger and live better have a great evening thank you chris thank you